feel like you could be experiencing a quarter life crisis or quarter life confusion as I like to call it, then Love My Quarter Life might just be the podcast you've been waiting for. The weekly episodes offer you digestible, actionable and relatable guidance to help you navigate the oh so common challenges that our quarter lives throw at us. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and feeling stuck, confused, lost and unfulfilled, then welcome to the club. You're not alone, you're in the right place and I think you're gonna like it here. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Love My Quarter Life, the podcast here to help you overcome the overwhelm of quarter life confusion. I'm Beth Schofield, your host and quarter life mentor, and it is so good to have you here. We are on episode 21, and this is significant because I learned a stat recently which said that 90% of all podcasts don't make it past episode 20. So yay for us, we're doing better than 90% of other podcasters. And while that statistic might seem quite shocking or extreme, I certainly thought it was when I first seen it, it also makes a lot of sense because there is a lot more work that goes into podcasting than what it seems. And listener rates are low at first. And so for many people, they get to episode 20 and they've been putting really hard work in for months and months and they're just not getting the listeners that they hoped for or expected. So it kind of makes sense that they would just decide to quit and decide that that's not for them. And I totally get it. I haven't considered quitting the podcast at all. I'm very much here for the long haul, but it can really feel like an uphill battle sometimes. And it is a lot more work than I anticipated it would be. So I can understand why many people drop off at this point. Not me though, I am here to stay and the reason that I can say that confidently is because I'm not creating this podcast to have a crazy successful podcast or to be a professional podcaster or anything like that. If those things happen as a byproduct, great, but that is not the reason that I'm here at all. The reason that I wanted to put this podcast out and why I do put this podcast out every week is because I know our 20s and 30s can be so incredibly difficult and frustrating. And I don't think many people are talking about the specific problems that we experience in our quarter life. And I really wish that I'd had a podcast or a mentor to listen to while I was navigating my own quarter life confusion and the other challenges that are so common in this time of our lives. You know, things like heartbreak and loneliness and lacking confidence and finding clarity and goal setting and just a general confusion over what we want to do with our lives. And so if I can just help one person on each episode that I produce, then that is all I need to keep me going. I of course also really enjoy having the podcast and putting the episodes together as well. I, you know, from a personal perspective, I'm learning so much and challenging myself so much on this journey as well. So yes, you've definitely got me for a while yet. And I love that I can say that I'm in the top 10% of podcasters who stick it out and who make it past episode 20. That feels really good and roll on episode 200 because that is definitely a goal I would love to get to. Now today's topic is sort of linked to what I've just been talking about because what we are discussing today is managing a busy life. I just mentioned that the podcast has been and is a lot more work than I anticipated it to be. And the week I launched the podcast back in September, I was offered a promotion at work, which was a really incredible opportunity. I did not want to say no to it. I felt like I couldn't say no to it. 
and I was so excited about it. But I would say since then, my workload and my responsibility at work has probably tripled. So the end of 2023 honestly felt very messy and all over the place. I was juggling the new job, the promotion, having the podcast. I was also studying a leadership diploma at college at the time until October. Um, Myself and Ben, we moved house around that same time. It was just crazy. There was so much going on. And I just felt like I was kind of treading water and really trying to just stay afloat. So we got to Christmas and I ended up taking, I think, three or four weeks off from the podcast. And I had two weeks off at work and I really needed that time to just kind of switch off and reflect. And I had to think really hard about how I could better manage my time moving forward. So the first thing that I did was to make my word of the year for 2024 balance. I knew that I really needed to focus on having a more balanced and steady life because the previous few months were just ridiculous and it was not a healthy or a sustainable way of living. So having balance as my word for this year has been so helpful already in guiding my actions and decisions towards a more balanced life. Now on top of this, I've also been learning a lot about time management and optimization strategies and after implementing some of them, I've really seen a big improvement in my productivity and my focus and my whole kind of approach and mindset towards busyness. So I wanted to share these strategies with you on this episode in case you're also in need of a bit of support and guidance around managing the overwhelm that a busy life can bring. So with that, let's get started. Alrighty, the first thing that I want to talk about is the importance of scheduling, planning and prioritization. One of the biggest contributors to feeling overwhelmed and stressed is having a million things to do floating around in our heads and trying to remember them all. Not only is it likely we'll forget most of them, but we're also going to lack focus on the tasks as we try to do them because our brains are just constantly thinking of everything else that we have to do and we're getting worried and anxious about our ever-growing to-do list. So the way to clear your brain of this noise is to write everything down. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Everything to do at work, everything to do at home, your social activities, your side projects, your hobbies, just everything that you've got going on and you can do this on paper or you can do it digitally however you prefer but it is so important to get your to-do list out of your head and written down somewhere. Now for the last two years or so I've followed a process for planning and scheduling my weekly tasks and it's been an absolute game changer so I want to share it with you. So every Monday morning in a notebook, I am old school so I do still write everything down in pen and paper, I make a list of everything that I need to do that week and I have two separate lists. One is called work and the other is called life. So obviously the work one contains everything that I need to do in that week for work and then the life one is all my life admin, it's exercise, it's housework, it's also love my quarter life stuff on there as well. And so every Monday morning when I create these lists it allows me to basically get ahead and I already know everything that I need to do this week and it sets me up brilliantly straight away. It allows me to head into the new week feeling organized rather than feeling overwhelmed. So then once I've got my two weekly lists every morning, so every kind of weekday morning after that, 
I look at those weekly lists and I create a list of the things that I need to do that day. So essentially what I'm doing each morning is taking things from my weekly list and putting them on my daily list. And importantly to know, it's really tempting here to put a lot of things on your daily list because I think we always underestimate how long it's going to take us to do something. I certainly do anyway. So I suggest starting your list with the five most important things you need to do that day. They can be a mix of work and live tasks, but pick the five most important ones which are going to make you feel the most accomplished to have done by the end of the day. Something else to keep in mind when you are planning and scheduling your tasks is to batch them together based on whether they are logical or creative tasks and to not mix them up as much as possible. So logical and creative tasks use different parts of our brain and so it's a lot easier for our brains to focus on either creative tasks or logical tasks at the same time rather than going back and forth between the two. So what you can do is either dedicate a day to logical and a day to creative tasks in the week, or you can divide them between the morning and the afternoon. Now, I understand that this isn't possible all of the time, you know, especially with work tasks when you're going into meetings and things like that. But it's something to keep in mind when you are planning for your week ahead. I've certainly found this to be incredibly helpful in keeping me focused on work. And I love that when I get to the end of each day, I feel like I've been productive. For me, there's nothing worse than getting to the end of the day, feeling like I've worked for hours and hours and hours, but then not having anything to show for it. So this kind of system of, you know, getting everything down on paper, prioritizing the most important tasks and doing them first really prevents that. It really helps me to stay focused and allows me to feel accomplished by the end of each day. Okay, next I want to talk about systems and simplification. You might look at your life, at your daily and weekly routines and think that there's nothing really that you could simplify or there's nothing that you could really do differently to maximize your time. But I guarantee there will be, okay? We just get so used to doing things in a certain way that they become habitual and part of our routine. But if you really think about it, I know that there will be some things that you could do differently to help you maximize your time. So are there times in your week where you are getting stuck on making decisions like what to make for dinner that evening or what to wear for work that day or what class to do at the gym this week? Okay, anytime we are faced with a decision like this, it eats up our time and it causes stress and frustration. So some of the most effective systems you can bring into your life are those which make decision making a lot easier. So things like meal preparation and planning, organizing your work outfits for the week, making your weekly plan so you know exactly what is on your to-do list and what you're going to work on each day, deciding your gym classes in advance. Okay, so make all of these decisions ahead of time so that they don't get you stuck and cause you stress at the last minute. So my partner and I, we have a very simple system in place for our meals and it makes life so much easier. Every Thursday, we make our meal plan and shopping list for the following week. And then every Friday after work, we do our weekly food shop without fail. And it just means like we literally do not have to think about meal prep or food again for the whole week. So that's all to do with kind of what systems can you bring in to you know, help make daily life or weekly life a little bit easier. Now, when it comes to simplifying, think about the things in your life which take up the most time or cause you the most stress 
and think, are there any ways in which you can streamline your process for them? Now, if you are someone who hates thinking about what meals to cook in the week, could you simplify this process by cooking the same midweek meals every week? Yes, it might be boring, but it's certainly going to take away the stress of having to think about different meals all of the time. Or could you use a service like HelloFresh where, you know, you just select the meals on their website and they deliver to your door. And then that's all of that kind of pressure and that brain power around thinking about what to eat. That's all gone. It's all done for you. Could you consider a capsule wardrobe for work or only wearing a certain colour? I learned recently that Jerry Halliwell only wears white clothes because it makes the decision of what to wear a million times easier for her. So there are so many different ways that you can simplify processes. Something that I had to simplify to help me manage my time on my podcast more effectively was with my Instagram posting. So one of the things which was causing me so much stress before Christmas was creating social media posts. I was trying to do far too much. I was trying to post every single day. I was creating all different types of posts from quotes to infographics to b-roll content to face to camera reels behind the scenes stories I was trying to do it all and I was spending more time thinking about and creating Instagram posts than I was creating podcast episodes and I realized that I was doing this and I had to figure out a way of simplifying what I could do on social media and so what I decided was I'm only going to post three or four times a week and I'm only going to share videos of the actual podcast recording. I will also try and do a few stories a week as well. But since I've made that decision and streamlined this process and I've been doing it for the last couple of months now, oh my goodness, the amount of physical and mental energy this has saved me is incredible. Another example from my personal life is that I started running instead of going to the gym. So I don't have a car here in Australia and getting to the gym and back on public transport meant that doing a 45 minute class at the gym took up about two and a half hours out of my day. So now I run three times a week and it's straight out of my door. No time is wasted on travel and things. So I've just got so much more time back in my day. So those are just a couple of specific examples from me. But if there's an area of your life which is feeling like you are having to put large amounts of time and energy into it and it's causing you stress or it feels like it's harder than it needs to be, please have a good think about how you could simplify and streamline the process because this is going to be so helpful in giving you some more time back. All right, next, I want you to think about what tasks can be done simultaneously. Now, you have to be careful here because there's a lot of evidence from psychology that multitasking is actually negative for us and has a negative impact on our productivity and it should be avoided. So we definitely don't want to kind of encourage multitasking. But if there are two tasks which require low cognitive concentration, then they probably can be done together. So for example, you could make some calls when you are driving or cleaning. You could respond to emails or texts when you're on public transport or when you're at the hairdressers or when you're getting your nails done. You could listen to podcasts and audiobooks while you are getting ready for work in the morning. So it's basically just being very conscious about how you can maximize your time. Something I do as well is whenever I'm waiting for something, I'm always thinking about, okay, what can I be doing while I wait? So 
Things like putting the dishes away while I wait for the kettle to boil or empty the rubbish bin while I'm waiting for my toast to pop up or writing some work emails while I'm waiting for my dentist appointment, making the bed while I'm brushing my teeth, etc, etc. It's absolutely amazing how many more things you can get done when you do things simultaneously. So next time you find yourself kind of waiting in dead space for something, just think, hmm, what could I fill in or what can I do for the next kind of two to three minutes? I am sure you would be able to get something done. Okay, next is to be conscious of the amount of time that you are spending doing things. So take note of how much time you are spending on your phone every day. How much time are you watching TV or playing a video game or watching YouTube videos? If you want to create more time, then you have to be conscious of where you are wasting it. I read something a couple of years ago, which said that in our 24 hour day, if you spend eight hours sleeping, eight hours working, then you have eight hours to spend doing what you want, basically. And this has always really stuck with me because I remember reading that and just kind of not being aware that I actually had eight hours to do what I wanted in the day. I think, you know, when you work full time, you kind of just think that your job takes up your whole day. But it's so not true. There's so much more that we can do with that time that we aren't at work. It's all just about being conscious of how we are actually spending that time. So if you watch one hour of TV in the morning and two hours of TV at night and your screen time on your phone is three to four hours a day, then that precious eight hours in the day that's just for you has basically been taken up by TV and scrolling. So just be conscious of how you're spending those eight hours. And if it is doing things that you don't necessarily want to be doing, then you need to try and break those habits. So don't put the TV on in the morning when you wake up or as soon as you get home. All right. It is amazing how much time you can free up when you become conscious of the amount of time that you are spending doing things that you don't want to be doing. Another thing that we can do to help us with time management and to protect our time is that we have to get good saying no to things. This can be so freeing and empowering because every time you say no to an invite or a social occasion, you are prioritizing yourself. And that is so, so powerful for so many different reasons, which we'll not get into now. But essentially, it is brilliant for time saving. Something that I've started to do this year, which has had a massive impact, is keeping one weekend a month completely free of any plans. Now, this doesn't mean that I don't do anything that weekend, but it means that when I get to that weekend, it's completely wide open to do whatever I want. Now, that might be to go out. It might be to see people and socialize. It might be to stay at home all weekend and cook and watch TV. It might be to work on Love My Quarter Life all weekend. But ultimately, it's whatever I want to do and whatever I need to do for myself. And so this has been a really powerful way of allowing me to feel more in control of my time. Another thing you can do is think about outsourcing and delegation. Now, of course, this is not relevant for everything, but are there things in your life which you could pay someone else to do or have someone else help you with? I started outsourcing all of my podcast editing a couple of months ago and it has made a huge difference to my time. I'm now also looking at outsourcing my video content curation as well. And yes, of course, it costs money, but ultimately you have to weigh up what is more valuable to you. Is it more valuable having that time back or having that money in your bank? It's completely your choice, but I did want to mention it here because it's definitely something to think about. Okay, and the final thing that I want to say is 
When you are feeling stressed and frustrated and overwhelmed with your busyness, unless you are a parent or a caregiver, you are in full control of your time. So if you have things going on in your life which are making it really busy, then that's up to you. And you can reduce the time you are spending doing things if you want to, okay? At the moment, I am probably working about 10 hours a day at work and then two to three hours a day on Love My Quarter Life. I am incredibly busy and it can feel very overwhelming at times, but this is my choice. I don't have to have this podcast. I don't have to be in a role that involves working 10 hours a day. I am choosing this. And so whenever I catch myself in a negative thought thinking, oh, it's not fair, I've got so much to do, I always try and remind myself that I'm in control of my time and I'm busy because of the choices that I've made. The other thing I remind myself of is that busyness is good and it's better to be busy than bored. And if I wasn't so busy at work or with the podcast, what would I be doing? I'd probably be bored or watching TV or scrolling on my phone. So whatever is making your life feel busy right now, ask yourself, what would you be doing if you didn't have that? And I hope that this serves as a helpful reminder that the thing that is making you busy is probably also making your life better. There's probably a very good reason as to why you're doing it. And if not, then do you need to be doing it at all? Because there's absolutely no point whatsoever in being busy with something that you don't need or don't want. Okay, those are all of my thoughts on managing and optimizing time. I hope you found these helpful. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please take 30 seconds to leave a review wherever you are listening. I would love that so much. This has been quite a quick episode today because I'm just so busy and have to get on with other stuff. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow the page on Instagram at lovemyquarterlife and feel free to say hello and drop me a DM. I would love to hear from you. All right, have an amazing week, whatever you're up to, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.